Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Hi, Linnea. Yes, I am. <laughs> Did you take the lift? <laughs> oh my god, it's uh. Oh my god, I almost took out my laptop. <laughs> oh, thank goodness you did not. No, would have ended very abruptly. I'm sure. <laughs> I would have been very upset. Hi again, Linnea. <laughs> yes, I very much am. <laughs> Still, wee wee. Oh, yes. Oh, what episode are we at this amazingness that we're doing today? We are on episode 55 of Getting High with True Crime. And yeah, (laughs) let's go. I get more excited every time we do another one. It's kind of ridiculous, but see, now I'm looking forward to like our 100th episode, right? Because that seemed to me that's like the next milestone. Can we dress up as centurions? That seems complicated. Be like Cheech and Chong, but like centurions, you know, like no, we both we both have to dress up like Snoop. Yes, you posted that meme the other day, was it you that we put like? Don't fall off your chair. (laughs) I'm good. I would have just hit the wall. It's fine. Okay. I mean, that would have been funny because that, you know, could, could you just walking. <laughs> well, and then imagine walking in and seeing me half ass on the side, stuck <laughs> between a wall and a chair. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine it. <laughs> oh, Linnea, what am I doing? I don't know. You were asking me something about the name. We named something. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I don't know either. <laughs> centurions. Bring centurions. Right. And I said that. I thought that would be too complicated. We should dress like Snoop. Episode. Right. Oh, the meme? Was it the meme? If you're catching up with us, let us know. Yeah. At getting high with true crime at <laughs> gmail.com. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> If anybody knows what just happened, you can email us at okay? <laughs> truecrime at gmail.com. Uh... <laughs> oh, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> yes. We what? can have a special co host next week if we want. Ooh. Yeah, like a third. 
Okay, that just sounds dirty and wrong. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I'd never, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, Bingley said he's available and would like to join us. Sweet. Bingley. AKA Mr. Santa Claus. Wait, what? That wasn't really Santa? No, we've already announced that it was Bingley. <laughs> was I there? Yes. You too were high like me. Was Wait, I wasn't really Santa? Oh. No. He did a good job. Though. <laughs> he did a really good job, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That'll be fun. Yes. When we learn about what. Yeah, I got to pick what. <laughs> yes. Or who. Whom. 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 Who, what, where, when, why? Mm-hmm. W five. How? That's what we say. I'll tell house. you who it was Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick. Hmm. That was too obvious. Oh, but that's that's what makes it true, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all evidence pointed towards. Have you ever played? There's um, a guess who version, but it's the clue version. Is Guess who clue? Really? No. It's actually really fun. Do you have it? We do. Uh, Cassie and I play it from time to time. It's actually like a fun Guess game. Who clue? I'm yeah. down for that. I want to get like an old clue board and I want to change all the characters into like people, like real people. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> we could do like serial killer clue. That would be pretty fucked up, but down for that yeah there's a lot of things fucked up when it comes to serial killers mostly the serial killers yes to start with did you you saw that post i posted hey the video of um the news about uh that now uh robert picton's actually oh yeah he's he's able to get dave dave he's able to parole or dave passes dave passes he can apply yeah he can he's now able to apply for Mm -hmm. But just saying to the powers of be, you you don't have to say yes, and nobody's gonna say you're wrong. So give your fucking head a shake if you even consider letting him out. Like, yeah. no disrespect here, but like he uh-huh. he should not step foot on ground outside of prison ever, ever, yep, ever again, ever. Yeah, he's ugh, something special. Fucking he, gross. <laughs> but yeah, so messed yeah. up. Fuck. Yeah, no, I saw that. I was like, holy shit. Like, how, who, what? Well, and what? My, my next thought was like, it's been long enough. Like, and I guess, yeah, yeah it has. It's been that long. But so. it's not because he still has, he's only a part way through the sentence, isn't it? Though he's I, not 25. I have no he hasn't idea. He's served 25 years so already. I never actually paid attention to the trial part other than they convicted him of being guilty. And I never really paid attention to the rest of it after that. So I am almost tempted that that would be a good episode to. Yes. And I agree. And it's one I want to do, but it's definitely, definitely one that's, it's deep. And it's a matter of what, what, what aspect of it I want to, cover and focus on Mm -hmm. because like i don't want to do any disrespect obviously as like i never do when i do any of these cases absolutely yeah um 
but yeah, that one is that one's a big one here in Canada. That's one that definitely gets a lot of people's blood boiling for sure. Absolutely. Oh yes. Oh and if yeah. If it doesn't, <laughs> you're dead. So you know. Or you're Robert Pickin. No, I get his blood boiling, but in ways we don't want to think about. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> so something not serial killer ish, but definitely could have been. Um, so episode 55, we are talking about uh I've titled it Sasha Kraus. Mm-hmm. And if I call her Sandra. That's my bad. I kept trying to write her name as Sandra throughout the notes for some reason. I don't know why I had it in my head. Um, but yeah, Sasha Krause, um, Mennonite murdered. So, uh, <coughs> and yes, I'm still recovering. So I'm going to cough from time to time. So I'm sorry if it sounds weird recording wise. Um, so this happened out just outside of Farmington, New Mexico, uh, in a Mennonite community. Back in 2018. Uh, so Sasha Krause was a 20, uh, 21-year-old Sunday school teacher um, who moved, I believe she moved from Texas uh, to Farmington. So Sasha loved to write hymns that could be sung in church. like, And she they played some in the, the documentary I watched about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually played some of the songs that she wrote. And she was really good at it. Like, they were really nice songs like really nice hymns yeah i'm not a hymn person but they actually kind of sounded nice like they were good um so she was 27 did you say 27 or 21 oh no 27 i said 21 i mean 27 sorry i just saw that i was like wait a minute i wrote it down weird so okay yeah messed up anyways uh she also uh worked at as a publisher at lamp and lights publishing house so that was a publishing house that the little they in the documentary they call it a compound. Um, here in Canada, we kind of refer to them as colonies instead. Like, oh, right, oh, yeah, they called it a compound, and to me, that kind of gave like too much culty vibes. Yeah, is that normal in the states? To I don't know, and 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 it could be that that might be what the Mennonites themselves called it. But anyways. But- is it a compound because there's a big wall around it though? Is that no, a thing? Is no, that, no, 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 no. It's just the like way, an actual colony, like colony, the, like the, yeah, the way the like our and, the lamp and light uh colony worked was it was free and open. Like if you were Joe Blow, not a Mennonite, you could walk right in there or go mm. right through or whatever. Like they were very welcoming people, I guess. Mm. So okay. Yeah, so she worked for Lamp and Lights Publishing House, um, which was part of that community. Uh, Mm -hmm. She viewed her job as helping to spread the word of God. So while at the publishing house, she used her knowledge to speak three different languages to help translate religious texts. So, And that way they could spread that word to even more people, right? Right, yeah. So Sasha lived with two other women, Lily and Lucinda. Uh, They were two other Mennonite women who were also in their 20s and unmarried. Uh, So they kind of like, it's almost like a dorm in a way, like the women. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Who are away from their families, obviously. Like my private school. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That would be my connection, I guess. Yeah. And supposedly they got along fairly well. So, 
Um, on January 18th of 2020, Sasha stopped by the church to pick up some of the school's books to use in a Bible study class that she was teaching the next day. I think it was like a town or so over, like it wasn't in the colony. It was okay. off. Uh, so at 1 a.m., Lucinda woke up and noticed that Sasha's bedroom light was still on and that her door was slightly open. Uh, something felt off because obviously that wasn't usual. Like normally she'd be asleep and I'm assuming her door would be closed. Mm -hmm. So Lucinda got up and checked to see if Sasha was okay. But Sasha was not in her room, which was definitely really strange. So Lucinda then woke up her other roommate, Lily, and both quickly began to, wor to worry as the lamp and light colony had a curfew of 10 p.m. So Ooh, okay. this is like way past curfew. Mm -hmm. uh, so they call Sasha's cell phone uh, and the call goes directly to voicemail. <coughs> uh, so it went directly to voicemail like her phone wasn't even on. It wasn't like, you know how sometimes you can tell when somebody yeah, ignores your call. Ignores it. Yes. Unless they're <laughs> immediately super fast. You can tell, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the call went directly to voicemail, uh, and this was alarming to Sasha, uh, alarming to the two women, as Sasha never turned her phone off, like, right. ever. Right. So, so that's really wrong. weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the two quickly start to go over what they knew. Um, they knew that Sasha had gone over to the church around 7 p.m. Uh, to mm -hmm. pick up those books for the Bible study, and the two women head over to the church to see if Lucinda is still there. They find her car, that and it's still there, and it's unlocked. Like, like her keys were in it. Oh, Frank. like yeah. Um, but Sasha is nowhere to be found. So they head back home as they don't want to be caught out after curfew. <laughs> and when they get back, they call Sasha's supervisor from the publishing house to notify them of what is going on. Her supervisor is also now very concerned, so he calls upon some of the other elders to aid in the search for Sasha. Okay. So the colony searches for two hours, and there is no sign of Sasha anywhere. They then call 911 to report Sasha as missing. So they call right away. Mm -hmm. uh, police arrive and begin to interview various members of the colony. And they did determine that the school books had been taken from the room. Uh, so they figured she had at least made it to the church to pick up the books. Like, she'd made it that far. Okay. So police searched Sasha's car and did not discover anything out of the ordinary. Then they do a search of her room. They discover her purse uh, with all her bank cards and everything. Uh, they were still there. So it wasn't like she had planned on leaving for very long. Like, Otherwise, yeah. you would probably take those things. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, so her room mm. did not yield any further clues as to where Sasha had gone. So Lily approached police at one point and told them that Sasha had ongoing issues with Lucinda. Uh, it was her belief that Lucinda had a crush on a man that worked with Sasha uh, by the name of Stan. Sasha and Stan had a friendly working relationship, and this may have caused Lucinda to, to be jealous. Oh, Oh, Lucinda, isn't that a sin? Yes, technically. 
So police then bring Lucinda in for questioning. Uh, and the one detective observed that Lucinda was a bit closed off and acting a bit unusual. She doesn't fully answer any of their questions. Um, she does admit that the relationship between her and Sasha had been a bit strained um, as of late. Um, but she also said, though, that she had nothing to hide. So she even mm -hmm. provided a DNA sample just in case the police needed it. Uh, but police release her as they have nothing no, no to really to hold her. Yeah. Yeah. So police called and informed Sasha's family back in Texas about her missing status. And according to her family, nobody would have treated Sasha unfairly as she was well-respected in the Mennonite community. So police brought in a canine unit to help search for her. Um, but nothing really came of it. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. So a nearby mm -hmm. property belonging to John and Anita Lapping. Um, they live on a hill that looked down upon the lamp and light compound okay yeah there are several cameras on the lapping property and many mennonite women were making complaints that the lappings were watching them using the cameras as well as binoculars hmm. when questioned about the cameras the lappings claimed they were there for spotting animals on the property and they assure police they aren't spying on the mennonites like that's not our thing i guess so police keep a little suspect <laughs> a little <laughs> <Sorry>. bit <laughs> like, mm. yeah uh, <laughs> police keep questioning those in the area uh, and they end up hearing a lead that may be promising so we just taken what a zig and a zag and now we're heading for another zig mm -hmm. so, so wow. samuel coon was a co-worker of sasha's he also may have been one of the last people to see her he had apparently also made a stop at the church the same night that Sasha had and around the same time. But when interviewed, Samuel claimed he had not seen Sasha at the church. He said that him and his wife went to go get gas after that. Uh, police wanting to verify his story asked Samuel to repeat his story, which he tells again. But this time in the second version, he tells police he went into a different door in the church than uh, he had told them in the prior version. Oh my God, almost took my laptop top out again. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, sorry, Jesus. Yes, my child. Okay, where are we at? Uh, yeah, so he tells police that he went in a different door than his first version of the story. Police, now unsure of Samuel's story, go to the gas station to verify if he had actually gone there for fuel. Camera footage proved that he had been, uh, had been when he had claimed he had been, uh, but police were unable to determine his uh, if his wife had actually been with him or not. Like the footage from there didn't really show the passenger side. Okay. So police were unable to eliminate him as a suspect quite yet. Um, they asked him if he would consent to doing a polygraph test, but he refused to take the polygraph. And that is fine. That doesn't mean you're guilty. That no. just means you know the fact that that's not admissible in court and is not always accurate. Mm -hmm. and so, just exercising his right to say no there <laughs> exactly really yeah and honestly like I, I get why they use it as a tool but um I, I don't know not all places but some places they might use it as a scare tactic to get you to try and just confess you know because mm -hmm. you know you're gonna get caught if you're guilty yeah <clears throat> uh so yeah 
Uh, so Samuel's wife did not cooperate. Did oh sorry, did cooperate his story. Uh, she said that they never saw Sasha, and that the only time the two of them were not together was when Samuel went to help search for Sasha around four in the morning with the rest of the elders. Okay. But there was no evidence tying either Lucinda or Samuel to Sasha's disappearance. So mm -hmm. almost as though she had vanished into thin air. And so a month goes by and no signs of Sasha anywhere. So February 21st. Okay, so I'm jumping back. So February okay. 21st, 2020. Uh, 260 miles. Okay, wait. My notes don't make any sense. Why did I write down a month goes by no signs of Sasha? Sorry, I'm talking to myself. Um, okay, ignore the month goes by part because that's obviously not accurate. Anyways, February 21st, 2020. So that's what, three days later? 260 miles away in Flagstaff, Arizona. Is it two days later? Three days February later? February 22nd, 2020. Oh, and Jan. Oh, no. Okay, so a month does go by. Yeah, it's a month. Yeah, because it was January anyway. 18th that she went missing and then February 22nd. Yes. Okay, so a month did go by. Mm -hmm. So. 260 miles away in Flagstaff, Arizona, rangers at a park get reports of a dead body of a female. Mm -hmm. A woman walking through the park had come across the body of a woman. The body was clothed in a long gray dress with a white jacket. Her hair was done up and it was wintertime and cold. So her body had been found in pretty good condition. Um, the body had been found laying face down next to a large sage bush which had actually kept it out of the sun so wow so it was preserved pretty well then yeah it would there the decomposition process had been drastically slowed, slowed. yeah okay so well, when what, wait, yeah so what's the average temperature in celsius in arizona then i'm gonna go look i've been there and it was chilly i remember but i'm feeling like refrigerator temperature right so not even with the sun shining yeah yeah Oh. so when police rolled the body over that was when they discovered what the woman's hands um were like they were actually bound together with tape so obviously this was not an accident this wasn't that a or sorry wasn't natural this was right. obviously homicide yes clearly <sighs> yeah so they quickly compare the body to the description of Sasha's missing person report and end up comparing fingerprints in order to confirm the identity of the body. The fingerprint analysis ends up confirming that this indeed has uh, is the body of Sasha Krause. So police then notified Sasha's family and her community uh, that she had been murdered. It was sad time as everyone had really hoped they would find her alive and well. So obviously she was very well liked in yeah. the community. Devastating thing to happen. Yeah, it sucks. Um, so February 24th, 2020, an autopsy is performed on Sasha's body. It was determined that Sasha had no defensive wounds. And that doesn't really surprise me because the according to the Mennonite faith, um, they're taught to be not to resist oh, as submissive. if it, whatever's happening. Yeah. Very submissive as whatever is happening um, is God's will. So like God has a plan for everyone. Right. 
So yeah. Oh, Sasha. Poor girl. Yeah. Uh, there is a gunshot wound to the back of Sasha's head, and the coroner was able to recover a twenty-two caliber bullet from the wound. Um, there was no DNA found on her body, so there's little chance she had been sexually assaulted. Like she didn't murder she, for murder. Like, yeah, just, just fucking. That, oh, that's gross. So the coroner found her cause of death to be blunt force trauma to her head, as well as a gunshot wound to the head. The bullet is sent off to ballistics uh, to be documented so that in case they find a murder weapon, they can compare. Police begin to look at Sasha's cell phone records to see if there was any information that could help break the case wide open. They were able to look at the geolocation data to create a timeline of when and where Sasha had been up until she went missing. Um, so according to that data, at 7.52 p.m., January 18th, her phone ring uh, pings off a tower near the lamp and light compound. So there's one right there. It pretty much will pinpoint you right on, on the colony. And then again at 8.58 p.m., her phone last connects to a tower 60 miles west of the compound. So that's weird, especially considering her car is still at the church. Yeah, that's a fair distance, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure even like a Olympic athlete's going to be hard pressed to make that distance in that short amount of time because mm-hmm. that was like an hour. Yeah, well, it, I yeah. mean, unless you can run sixty miles an hour and keep that pace up for sixty miles, let's see in Canada the time, <laughs> like running from where to where. <laughs> Hold on, I'll tell you. 95 kilometers. Oh, so like from Black Falls to Leduc. Yeah. Basically. Running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she'd have to be like an endurance runner. <laughs> A yeah. speedy one. <laughs> and then some. With mm-hmm. some good stamina. Yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure they highly doubted that considering her lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So her cell phone never reappeared back again on the network after that. So it just kind of. That was the last tower I pinged off of, and then it was, like, turned off. Mm-hmm. So maybe her phone had died, or it could be that it got turned off. All that is ever known is that her cell phone was never found. Holy shit. Yeah, they never found it. So police obtained Samuel Kuhn's phone records and compared those to those of Sasha's cell phone records. Uh, but the two cell phones never crossed paths, so they're never really mm-hmm. in the same places the whole time. So there's no way to connect them, then. Basically. Yeah, like yeah. they would both be on the colony, but yeah. when hers is going this way, his is still at the else. colony. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, meaning they were in the same areas. Out- yeah, never in the same areas outside of the compound. So police then begin to search for any device that was located in the, in the three areas. So they had selected like the compound, lamp and light, and then like, or no, compound, sorry this four corners place and then where they found her body okay i believe i say what it is later i think it's sunset crater or something like that um i just had it here (laughs) i'll tell you again (laughs) yeah um but they're trying to find a a singular device that's in those same places when hers are in those same places Mm -hmm. now that's easier said than done because Police would have people. 
well, not not that they would have to subpoena all of the cell phone carriers that cover the those areas. Oh, oh, that oh, and yeah, then it's got to get narrowed down from there, right? Yikes! So that's a lot of paperwork for Very one. Much. Yeah, well, you could do some formulas, I'm sure, once you get it all. Well, yeah, once you get the, the data, peanuts, for once sure. you get the data, I guess it's getting the data together yeah but right. it's filling out all that big challenge yeah. all that paperwork's gotta get filled out by like a lawyer it's gotta get submitted to a judge a judge has got to approve it oh, and yes. i imagine you need one of those for each company yeah that would make yeah unless there's a way to do a blanket one uh, i imagine for legal purposes no okay i imagine they wanted like <laughs> i mean yeah it would. <laughs> um so oh. This does prove to be fruitful, uh, and police are able to find a singular device that meets the criteria. Just one. So, hmm. even better. So, Perfect. Yeah. So, the owner of that phone was named Mark Gooch. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Yeah. So, a little bit about Mark. Mark was a 21-year-old who was in the Air Force. Uh, he worked for equipment maintenance at Luke Air Force Base. And he didn't have a criminal history. But police did discover, while doing a background check, that Mark had been raised on a farm in Wisconsin in a Mennonite community. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Him and his two brothers. So... Uh, Mark had grown up in a traditional Mennonite setting, uh, but he was known to be a troublemaker, stealing and committing vandalism. Hmm. So according to those who had known Mark, they had believed that he did not like Mennonites and had hated them for like a very long time. So he wasn't actually, he was raised Mennonite, but he wasn't classified as a Mennonite because he was never actually baptized in the church. He's a shithead is what he is. Exactly. So police were able to work with the Luke Air Force Base uh, t to determine Mark's whereabouts on the night Sasha was murdered. Uh, oh. th yeah, through video surveillance, they could see Mark leaving the base at 9.04 a.m. Mm -hmm. and heading north. <coughs> so I actually pulled it up on like Google Maps mm -hmm. and like followed followed his path. Yeah, the rooftop. Okay. I've been actually doing that more and more on any of these cases that involve, like, where they travel. Oh, my God, kid. You do that every time. Yes. Okay. You're going to go to bed? Okay. Night, night. Love you. Night, okay. night. That was the oldest one. She did the door open thing and scared the crap I out of me I love that again. she does that to you all the time. Oh, it drives me insane. One day mine might start too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 9.04 a.m. and headed north. So I've been doing that more and more where I've kind of looked for the places. Mm -hmm. and just kind of followed the route in my head. So Yeah. But yeah, so you can you can follow this route and you can pretty much figure out what route he took and stuff. It's really straightforward actually um police were then able to see that mark's uh cell phone pinged off a tower near the lamp and like compound at 4 14 p.m oh imagine that okay yeah <laughs> so he drove like seven hours to this place 
right? What? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then okay. once he got there to that spot, he did not move from that spot for three hours. Interesting. Yes. So at 8.54 p.m., his phone pinged off a tower by the four corners. The same tower Sasha's phone had pinged off of. And actually, that was the last tower her phone pinged off of. His phone next pings off a tower at 1 o'clock in the morning around Sunset Crater, the location of Sasha's body. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. After, yeah, after this, the phone records indicate him heading back to the Luke Air Force Base. And video surveillance from the base shows him arriving back at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. That makes for a long-ass day. Yeah, it's like murder. Twenty-two hours, murders. It's a lot of work, apparently. Long hours in murder, I guess. It's not a career I suggest to anybody. No, no. fucking kill people. <laughs> so, um, phone records actually showed that Mark went back to Sunset Crater uh, two days after her body, like, or two days after that day as well. Wow. Yeah. So nobody and like they never find out why he went back to visit the space again. Like nobody knows. Hmm. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Police okay. even went over his financial records. And the only part that showed he had been in the Farmington area was a credit card transaction for fuel. So he had also stopped at a gas station up that way. So sneaky. Yeah. So police requested the Air Force to call him in so he could be questioned by police. Mm -hmm. So they did. They were being very cooperative, which was good. Um, when asked if he had traveled out of state within the last six months, he said other than when he moved from Wisconsin to Arizona, he had not left the state of Arizona at all. <laughs> which we know to be a lie based on his phone data that had already been gone through by the uh, police as well as that receipt for fuel right he's he's he's, he's a shithead he's he, like he knows he's caught and he's just being a dick unreal hey yeah <laughs> so after a bit he does say that he did travel to new mexico when asked why he claimed he had gone there to check out the church's service times You're, no there's not a church closer to you well okay and does it take you three hours maybe he's really praying hard maybe uh so police asked mark if he was still mennonite and though uh through a variety of words he basically said no uh claiming he would have had to have been baptized but he did say that he still liked to go uh to church once in a while and so that's why he was checking out the church times. Sure, um, that's legit. I'm pretty sure there's churches that are closer than seven yeah. hours away, but I, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> the detective oh. then asked Mark if he had a grudge against the Mennonite church, um, if there had been something that had happened in his past that may have caused it. Mark replied that no, there wasn't. He just didn't like the lifestyle. He wasn't a fan. He also lied about when he made it back to the Air Force Base. Mark claimed that he had got back around 1 or 2 in the morning. 
not like six hours liar. later or anything. Yeah. Liar. <laughs> but we know from video footage that it was actually seven o'clock in the morning. So when confronted with that fact, um, and told that police knew he was lying about when he arrived back at the base, he began to change his story, <laughs> as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he probably fell asleep and slept in his vehicle longer than he thought, and therefore arrived later than he had thought. But I'm pretty sure you still have a clock in your car. <laughs> Who does he like? think he's kidding with that bullshit. Everyone. He's oh a shit. Yes. Uh, uh, so when directly asked if he had abducted Sasha, he said no. When directly asked if he had killed Sasha, he also said no. And he also showed no emotion whatsoever. So I know if somebody was accusing me of murdering somebody and it wasn't true, I'd be like, no, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, I'd be freaking out. He was cool and calm. Like, it was just like as if, you know, you were just saying, yeah, no, we're just going to sit here and wait. Is that like, like trauma, though, related to his career choice, maybe, though? Like, being no, he was to... a maintenance worker. He wasn't he's like an psycho. actual. Okay. So he's just a psycho. Yeah. He's basically. just an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, while police question mark, they also obtained a search warrant for his vehicle. In the vehicle, they found binoculars, nitrile gloves, as well as a receipt for a car detailing service costing $220 for February 23rd. Oh, no. So police put Mark under arrest for kidnapping Mm -hmm. uh, and homicide. Still didn't show any emotion whatsoever. Just like, oh, okay, cool. Just like, the fuck? So. Yeah, they end the so by doing so they obtained his cell phone. They go through his text messages, um, and there were text messages between him and his brothers, showing that all three had a severe hate for the Mennonite community. So one of them was a police officer, mm. and another one he worked in IT. Uh, so through all the evidence, police were able to establish a timeline. Mark drove to the compound. He watched it for three hours. He kidnapped Sasha, drove to Sunset Crater, took her into the woods, and shot her. Execution. Yeah. Uh, They still were unsure of why he went back two days later. Like, they never did figure that out. Um, A friend of Mark uh, ends up calling police saying that he has a gun that Mark gave him to hold. Um saying can you hold this for me and of course he's like oh yeah sure buddy i'll do it not thinking because he didn't know yeah but now that this is all in the news and everything he's like oh wait a minute you don't you don't suspect your friend of killing someone with the gun they're getting you to hold yeah and i mean i will be asking that question from now on (laughs) if i if i get you to hold the gun for me yeah before i hold this is there blood on it It's like, do you need me to bury this for you? <laughs> um, unaware the police now had the guns because they already, because they they went and picked up the gun from the friend. Mm. So like, yeah, nope, we're pretty sure we need to compare. Blah blah blah. Um, so unaware that the police had his gun, 
Mark phones his brother from prison and asks him to go get rid of the gun. So he's phoning his cop brother to go to his friend's house and go get rid of this gun. So Damas forgot that all prison calls are recorded and listened to. <laughs> like, idiot. There's nothing happening up there in there. No. Not even one brain cell. Maybe Not they share even. it. Like, they I'm just going to assume at this point, dude has never watched TV ever. Mm. Because there, that always comes up in all those shows like Law & Order, Criminal Minds, all that shit. Hell, Orange is the New Black. It was obvious. So, I mean, TV is based somewhat on truth. Yeah. So. Parts of it. That's Not why, in- <laughs> like, some of the Criminal Minds episodes, I'm like, oh, this is based on that case. Like, you can tell. Oh, yeah. they Don't they use cases, though? Yes, they do. That's why there's some that you can tell. Yes. Yeah, there's some that are very, they change, like, similar. a lot of. yeah. They're similar in a lot of aspects, mm-hmm. but without details, so. So Mark's other brother, the one that works in IT, was also telling Mark uh, about how he could go about erasing all of Mark's digital footprint for him. Like, oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the cop brother should know, should have been like, dude, dude, shut up. Like, just keep digging. Yeah. Keep digging. So police set up a sting operation to hopefully catch the brothers for evidence tampering. Um, They give the gun back to Mark's friend to see if his brother would come get the gun, to which he did. Hmm. Shocker. Mm -hmm. Um, So as soon as he had possession of the gun, he was arrested. Uh, He's facing three years uh, in prison. So the police gave him an offer. We'll give you three years probation if you flip on your brother. Probation is better than prison, I guess. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously still going to lose his job. Yeah. But, you know, whatever, yeah. right? So, 19 months later, uh, I think, oh, and the 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 other brother, I think there's the IT brother. There's actually, he actually testifies in court against his brother. Oh, too. good. So, good. <clears throat> I mean, they're also for even entertaining the idea not great pieces of you know they're pieces of shit too but yeah. uh so 19 months later mark goes to trial he is found guilty of first degree murder and he would be sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole <laughs> yeah so yeah it's unfortunate that somebody so nice and kind was taken mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there's losers out there that feel the need to hurt people. Yeah. I mean, you can be mad. Be be mad all you want. You can't harm other somebody. You can't harm other people or things or animals or you just can't do that. Why do we do that? Why do people do that? <laughs> our fucking monkey brains <clears throat> probably that primitive side yeah was that zoo zoo all zootopia or zoo tropolis or whatever it is on disney and the um, the rabbit wants to be a police officer and 
ends up working in like the city as a police officer, officer bun bun or whatever. And like, yeah. And like all the, the previously wild animals start going wild again, kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was that Mr. One. Otter. Like that's kind of a similar feeling. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm so out. That's what I got. Well, rest in peace, Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Mark Gooch. Gooch. Yeah. Narc Gooch. Fucking idiot. It's so dumb. (laughs) Apparently, according to his parents, he's turned to religion while behind bars. Although unclear exactly which Christian denomination he's embraced, yes. Oh, and despite this, the Mennonites in the community Gooch targeted have not turned their backs on him. No, I think I think they're generally a very forgiving people. They are. They are. The community, very, yes. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of freedom and forgiveness on yeah. that flip side of things, but man. Yeah. That takes a lot. Yeah. Like, mad respect for that. Very much so. Yeah. I know if somebody killed somebody that I was close to, I'd probably be a little bit upset and probably hold a little bit of a grudge. For a long time. Yes. If it happened to me, I'd just that I would haunt them. Make them go crazy. Yes. Can ghosts go into people's heads? Well, I imagine you could whisper by them and stuff. I'm sure there's like things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that's true. So I do agree. There is. I am. Yeah. So I can't string a sentence together today. All day or is just like the weed? I don't know. Can't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously don't know what that was, though. It was amazing. Mystery joint. Yeah, it was in a red box. Did From the red like, box say anything on it? No, because they threw the bag that the box came in out. <laughs> oh, yes. The multi-pack of some sort. And I don't remember where it came from. <laughs> very low on things right now i've just decided to maybe go the edible direction and just do the cbg kind of thing and and then the cbn at night and the yeah maybe get a little a little break is it a break if you're still doing it well you're doing less much it would be much less yeah so the tolerance break it's still a tolerance break yeah i thought well, maybe that's why I'm as fucked up as I am right now. Because <laughs> I feel like I've had one of those distillate infused ones. Oh. And it wasn't. It was literally not really that strong. Have you had a few of those CBG things? Or is it just the one day, the CBG that you had? The, oh, the no, I use, I use it from time to time. Um, like if I kind of need that little extra uppity, you mm-hmm. know, during the day and stuff on weekends, then I will. Yeah. The yeah. CBN I've been using more and I've got, like, I don't remember what they're called. 
their CBD gummies because like my coughing fits were so bad that Saturday mm-hmm. it was like my whole jaw, like all the muscles uh-huh. in my my lower face, everything from my eyeballs down to like my shoulders was in so much pain. I wanted to run my head through a wall. Oh, Linnea. And so I ended up going to see my favorite dude at uh, Canna Cabana there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need CBD something. And I need a lot. <laughs> so he, they're... They have one milligram THC, but they're 20 milligrams CBD. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's just enough THC to activate the CBD. That's all. Exactly. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it took about half an hour for it to actually kick in, kick in, but all that pain just kind of melted away. Oh, good. So as soon as it did, and as soon as I could kind of get enough cough syrup down my throat so I wouldn't like cough all night, Mm -hmm. I forced myself to go to bed because I'm like, I need to go to sleep before this wears off. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I think when I woke up again oh, at like yeah. midnight, I popped another one just to keep it going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, those those things freaking work and they taste good too. I don't remember what the flavor was exactly. It's like strawberry something. Okay. Yeah, they're good. I got the wild CBNs. It's wild. The wild ones. I mean, it was like real fruit juice and. Oh, it's the wilds. Yeah, the CBD gummies ones. Oh, okay. They're they're a little orange bag, and there's like 20 of them in there. Mm -hmm. Or 10 of them, yeah. They're on sale on Wednesdays at Lux. Oh, okay, yeah. And the pearls are on sale Saturdays. Yeah. A dollar off, which is pretty useful, helpful. (laughs) It is, yeah. Helpful. Well, a dollar off on, because normally those are like, I know what kind of they're like they're only five bucks at Canna Cabana. Oh, actually, I think Ooh. it's like four fifty one or four fifty two. Oh, or that's like that. true. Actually, it is a little bit less there. You're right. Yeah. So even a dollar off, that's a big discount mm-hmm. on that. So it really is actually. Well, when you buy five, you get one free basically, right? That's that, no, that's not right. No, my math is poor. <laughs> like wait. Also, if you figured that out, you can write us at <laughs> getting high with true crime at gmail.com. <laughs> Someone else, please figure this out for us. Oh. My math skills are not strong today. Nothing is strong today in me. I'm just, I think I'm going to go uh, melt into my bed after this, in fact. <laughs> I think I'm going to crochet and cuddle Lenny. Yeah. So I, was I mean, except work- for this is the morning because this is. <laughs> yes next episode released we're not going to bed we no 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 we're gonna have our coffee and get on with our day nope i'll be listening to this on monday like the rest of you because generally by the time i post this and whatnot i don't remember what we talked about so we can have a good laugh again like i'll remember the case but i won't necessarily remember all our little yeah stuff our so, side quests. <laughs> there's been, uh, was, I can't remember. Was it the? I think it was the episode before we went. Uh, we took last week off. Um, I was laughing so hard I had to sit down at work, and I can't even remember what it was over. <laughs> but it's like it's hilarious because I'll listen to these episodes, and it's just like I'm listening to an episode I've never heard before from a podcast I've never listened to before. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> 
So I'm just as surprised about some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth as the rest of you guys. Who are these girls? <laughs> They're hilarious. Oh, dear. Yep. Like like the time we talked about the SpongeBob theme song and how Justin changed the lyrics. Yes. Yes. I forgot we talked about that. So then I'm listening to it at work and I am dying because I just said this out out loud for people to hear. And for those that never listened to that episode, shame on you. But second we'll off, it. it was, I don't even remember what episode it was, but um, basically Justin liked to change the lyrics to Spongebob and it'd be like, instead of saying, who lives in a pineapple under the sea, he'd, he'd say, who plays with his penis under the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Justin does that. <laughs> oh, yes. So there's that. I'm having deja vu. I fucking love this. This is fun. <laughs> Trying to decide if I should put a beaver. My beaver has traveled sticker on the van. Because my kidney one finally washed off. So probably then you should. Yes. And I think I'm going to get a bigger kidney one done up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll have to talk about some that stuff after this. Yeah. I want to do an actual proper write up. I. uh, To talk about kidney donation. I'm going to yep. put it on my car for you. But yeah, like I said, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know about you folks. I'm fucking tired. So. And so, yeah, let's. Let's uh, stay. Lifted. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Whatever you breathe, I breathe in. Whatever you believe, I believe in Whenever I fall, you're bleeding When I just can't sleep, you're the reason It's contagious Can't escape it They call us outrageous Can't sustain this Second-hand smoke, it's a thriller, oh It's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no Second-hand smoke, our little secret Got that Bonnie and Clyde kind of love Ride or die, got me high kind of love Share a heart, share a mind kind of love Never gotta ask why kind of love It's contagious Can't escape it They call us outrageous Can't sustain this, no
take another hit, another hit now. 